Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It's so great to have you here with us today on the program. Thrilled to have you listening to the best Duke Athletics podcast that you could find. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's podcast, Duke men's basketball defeated Boston College over the weekend. Coach K reacts to the win over the Eagles, as does Wendell Moore Jr., and we preview tonight's contest between Duke and the Wake Forest Demon Dinkins. My name is JJ Jackson. I proudly serve as the host of this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Be sure to also subscribe to our Locked On Blue Devils YouTube page to watch the show daily. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen every single day. Over the weekend, Duke men's basketball picked up a 72-61 to victory over Boston College as the Blue Devils have now won two games in a row since their loss they suffered to Virginia on Monday. Paula McCaro led the way for Duke as he had 16 points and 14 rebounds, the leading rebounder for Duke as the Blue Devils were playing their fourth game in eight days. Crazy run for Duke. Wendell Moore Jr. had 14 points on four of five shooting from three-point range to go along with five rebounds and four turnovers. Trevor Keels with 13 points, five of a seven shooting from the floor. Another efficient day for Trevor after his 25-point outing versus Clemson. Mark Williams had 10 points, two blocks, and three rebounds. A.J. Griffin had 10 points on two of seven shooting from three-point range. So one of the more inefficient three-point shooting days for A.J. Griffin, but nonetheless, he got the job done. Jeremy Roach had five points for the Blue Devils. Joey Baker had two. Theo John had two points as well. Jeremy Roach 0 of 4 from three-point range as Duke as a team was 7 of 21 from deep. It was obviously the big help of Wendell Moore Jr. who knocked down four of five three-pointers to help them in that percentage department. Jeremy Roach this season shooting 30.3% from three-point range. He really has been way better down the stretch. His sophomore season has been improved compared to his freshman season. He's getting more comfortable Although at 30.3% shooting from three-point range, Jeremy Roach actually worse than he was as a freshman at 31% even. So we'll see if that number changes at all. On the game, Duke only had eight assists, one of their fewest assist games of the season and still won. Eight assists to 13 turnovers for Duke. That's one of their worst percentages that they've had in a contest as well. Boston College only turned the basketball over nine times. That is something that Duke for sure needs to improve on as they continue to move throughout the season. Got to take care of the basketball. That's the most important thing as Duke continues to move forward. Duke won the rebounding battle versus Boston College. Again, Paulo Bancaro led the way with 14 boards himself. James Karnick for Boston College was their leading scorer with 21 points. Boston College just one of 12 from three-point range. That continues to be the most impressive statistic for Duke. They lead the conference and are one of the top teams in all of college basketball in terms of guarding the three-point line. I really wish I knew what it was. Like, if I had to sit down with this coaching staff, 
What do you do? Like, what's the message? How have you been so good at not only keeping teams from shooting a lot of threes for the most part, but you're really good at making sure they don't go in, doing a great job contesting that three-point shot. Largest lead of the game for Duke against Boston College was 21 points. Again, really impressive win for Duke after playing four games in eight days. They'll get a little bit of a layoff here as they play again today, obviously, against Wake Forest. That was their game on Saturday versus Boston College. We did learn to start this week. Trevor Keels was named ACC Freshman of the Week after his performances last week, including that 25-point performance versus the uh, Clemson Tigers. For Duke, taking on Boston College, Trevor Keels had 13 points, and 13 was kind of a number uh, that stood out to me. Listen to these stats. Duke is 15-1 and one when Trevor Keels scores. 15-1 and one when Trevor Keels scores 10-plus points when he's in double figures. The one game he got to uh, 12, Duke lost to Virginia. That's the one game that they lost. Duke is 7-0 and oh when Trevor Keels scores 13-plus points. So you move that number up just a bit from 10 to 13, and Duke improves to 7-0 and oh on the season, and that includes two 25-point performances, one versus Clemson and one versus Kentucky in the first game of the season. When we come back, Coach K and Wendell Moore Jr. react to the win versus Boston College. You're listening to Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sporting bet needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Not just basketball, however, as BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to the best Olympic coverage and information. BetOnline, where the game starts. You know, one, I'd like to thank Boston College for the honor and giving a donation for the Emily Krzyzewski Center. You know, we have a center in Durham that services 2,000 kids, named after my mom, 17 years old, and it's doing magnificent things. And a couple of the schools have honored, and, and there's no better way. So thank you. And it, it goes back to helping low-income kids in Durham and um, and it's done it and we're very proud of what it's done uh, for the game uh, you know it's a real quick turnaround for us and we knew that they would be ready and there'd be a big crowd and they're a very physical athletic team and Earl's gonna done a very good job of setting things up for him I think he may have found something more today with that smaller lineup and having all the, the guards or perimeter people in there it's a, it's a pretty good look for them and uh, tougher to defend. And, um, and we knew we'd have a tough time, and, and we did. And I thought the end of the first half, we really executed well, started the second half, and we got that 16-point lead, and uh, we let up, and they did not. You know, they just kept fighting and uh, got it down to seven or eight, and, and then we went on, I think, an 11 to nothing run. And uh, um, so, you know, it's been a hell of a eight, eight days, four games in eight days, three on the road. You know, we got here at 3.30 in the morning on Friday. And, uh, you know, you're, you're playing at 5 o'clock Saturday afternoon. So, uh, overall, my guys have done a really good job. I'm proud of them. So, if you have any questions for Wendell. Uh, yeah, one thing 
I was for sure Paulo. Uh, Paulo established himself early. Um, I mean, when we needed him most, he came through. Uh, he really led us out there tonight. Uh, he was real strong with everything he did. Uh, we ran um, our our version of kind of ISO for him. Um, he just made strong drives every time. Um, he might not have scored every time, but he made the right play. Uh, then in the first half, he hit Mark for an assist. Um, he got a layup, then he kicked out to AJ for a three. Uh, so just him making plays just makes us a lot better. Yeah, the, uh, and he led us well. You know, the, I thought his three in the second half to put us up double digits was one of the big buckets. He's four for five. And these last two games, Wendell's done a heck of a job. And, you know, and he's been in, uh, in cold hot tubs, uh, tra- you know, from the fall uh, at Clemson. For him to even be playing at this level right now is a hell of a thing for this kid. It's a big time, big time, uh, big time thing for him. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it might be in the corner. Uh, yeah, I mean, you had one in the corner and one right in front of me, and the one in front of me was nicer. And uh, uh, but uh, yeah, he's made big plays for us. He's he's been our leader. Um, I felt like my shot preparation was there tonight. I felt like my hands were ready. Uh, uh, when they my teammate job, I felt like I was calling for the ball. Um, and most of all, I just wasn't thinking. I mean, I just shot it. I let it go every time I shot it. I believed it was going in. Um, so I think that's I mean, really just went well for me. And then I would have the confidence my teammates having me. Uh, so I paired those two things together. I mean, it was a pretty good night for me. Wendell, Coach, Mr. <laughs> the other night. How are you doing? How can you tell us? How you feel about going through all that? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm doing well, really. Uh, like you said, a couple bumps and bruises, uh, being in treatment uh, around the clock for the past two days. Um, I mean, whether it's dirty play, hard play, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to comment on that. I mean, I'm not holding any grudges against him. Uh, he did what he had to do. He came over and apologized. Um, I mean, we left it at that. Good job. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I've been received like I expected to be received at every one, and let me put it that way. And uh, uh, and uh, no, it's overall. I mean, people have been really respectful. I don't want to expect them. Well, I didn't do. I I didn't stay this year to have like a farewell tour. I stayed to. Because I wanted to coach one more year, and uh, when a school takes some time out and says, "We recognize that you've been pretty good for the ACC and for basketball," that means a lot. And uh, so that, that I, it's an honor, and especially the way they've honored with uh, the Emily Shazewski Center. Uh, you know, it's sometimes it's pretty cold in here. Uh, those are th- some things I remember, and I knew we couldn't get in here to practice because it was a hockey game last night. And so I was glad that it was warm outside, and because sometimes it's it's pretty cold in here. And uh, today, and we had a capacity crowd, I think. And uh, but uh, you know, I have ultimate respect for Boston College. Some of the really great games. Uh, once they joined our conference, 
were with Boston College. You know, the ACC championship game that we had was really, we were fortunate to win. We had J.J. Redick. That's why we won. And but uh, uh, So I remember a lot of the great players in the great games that, that have been played here and, uh, and in the ACC tournament or at Duke. So uh, I'll remember more after the season's over. Yeah, well, the thing that I noticed in watching, and I watched a lot of tape, even, you know, we had a, took us an hour to get to the airport from Clemson and another hour to fly and another, you know, some, and then I stayed up a lot. I, I watched about four or five games of theirs, and I told my, I told my guys, I said, look, they play hard. They come to play, and they're very athletic. They're very athletic, and they keep it simple. And they're going to play you every minute, every minute, and that's what they did. But I think they that that guard lineup that was that's something I haven't seen. He may have been using it, but I haven't haven't seen it. And uh, that puts a lot of pressure on the defense. And Karnak played great tonight. You know when he plays well, and he's played well most of the time. You know against Virginia Tech here, he owned the game, and. Uh, Pretty much for a while, he was on an art this game until our big guys started uh, responding. Well, we had a lot of Duke fans here too, and uh, but our guys, our guys love a capacity crowd, whether it's in Cameron or anywhere. They've never, you know, they get they love that. They they are never nervous or scared or ever. Now they, when we not when we're not playing well. It's not because of those nervous or scared. It's because the other team is playing better. But they love, they love it, you know, And you know whether it be in Madison Square Garden against Kentucky or breaking an attendance record against Gonzaga, you know, going to the Smith Center or whatever. They, uh, I think, what are we? We're six and one on in the conference on the road, and uh, so they like it. Yeah, they 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 like it. Well, you know, they're more of a paint team, Steve. You know, they'll shoot the three, but, you know, they may get five or six in a ball game. And uh, we, we, we had to take care of the paint. And at the start of the game for like 14, 15 minutes, we were giving up the paint. And uh, so at, because they were having success there, I don't think they were even looking as much uh, f for it. But... Uh, um, I think we play good defense on them, but also I don't think that that's uh, number one, two, or three on their list of, of things to do. Yeah, you know, I'm really, I'm in the next moment right away. I weren't, you know, uh, my, it's just maybe a stupid analogy, but I said if I was a car, I wouldn't have a rearview mirror. And, and, and in order to keep at it and keep hungry, you can't look back. You cannot look back. Negatively or positive, you know, like, for, uh, like you, you you cannot look back. You have got to keep your eyes on your lane right right now. And I, I, I've been very good at that. And uh, and I learned from not being good at it. You know, when you're coach for forty seven years, there's a lot of things that you fail at. And when you when you fail. Failure is a part 
of learning about a new limit. That's why in schools and that, you know, a lot of parents don't allow their kids to get C's anymore, whatever. You're not going to get better unless you're told the truth. And when you lose and you don't do well, you should tell yourself the truth and then move on. And when you win, move on. Learn from both and, and, and get better. And that's what I've tried to do. And I'll do that for the remainder of the year, however it ends. And when it's over, I'll, I'll look back. There's no question I'll look back. We got a lot to look with Duke and USA and come on. Just been, I've been the luckiest guy. I've been the luckiest guy ever in coaching. 47 years at West Point and Duke, 11 years with USA. You can't get luckier than that. It's been an honor. And I'll look back at it, but not now. And not when they were making an 8-0 run on us and we've given up a 16-point lead, you know. And uh, so, but thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I I think so. You know, they're real young. We have in our in our top six guys. We have two eighteen-year-olds and one nineteen. We are a really young team. AJ Griffin and Trevor Keels are eighteen years old. They're eighteen in August. You know, Paolo's nineteen. Wendell is a young junior, twenty. He was one of those eighteen-year-old freshmen. So they have to, you know, they're learning as we're going going along. And it's got to be about them, about them. It's got to be about us, you know. And I think we've, you know, I, I believe that. I, I believe that they believe that. All right. Thank you all. Again, that was Coach K and Wendell Moore Jr. speaking with the media after Duke's 72-61 to win against Boston College. Cool to hear Coach K talk about the donations that have been made to the Emily K Center. 17 years of operation, as Coach said, and it's done a lot for the youth in the city of Durham. And it is really, really cool that so many of these schools that he's competed against for years and years and years are making these big, lucrative donations to the Emily K Center. That's awesome. And then, obviously, Coach K asked by a lot of Boston reporters in that presser who don't see him every day, who don't see him every week at these games, about a lot of his memories over the years. And he said it all season long, and it remains true. Coach K is just not going to spend a whole lot of time reflecting until after the season. After this next break, we'll talk about Duke and Wake Forest coming up. You're listening to Locked On Blue Devils. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything that you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Our final segment today on this Tuesday edition of Locked On Blue Devils, Duke gets set for a game tonight against Wake Forest. Number nine, Duke hosts Wake Forest at home, 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Reese Davis will have the play-by-play alongside Debbie Antonelli and Brooke Wisebrod. Duke and Wake Forest have already played once this season, back on January 12, 2022, as Duke won 76-64 over Wake Forest 
in Winston-Salem. Remember, this was the game that Coach K missed. He did not make the trip to Winston-Salem as he was out with an illness, and so he will coach this time against the Demon Dinkins. All time, Coach K is 58-25 and versus Wake Forest, as Duke currently has a three-game winning streak versus the Demon Dinkins, and they are 9-1 and in their last meetings versus Wake. It's the start of a two-game homestand for the Duke Blue Devils, as obviously they play Florida State coming up on Saturday as well. How about this? I found this stat as well. Actually, my guy Brian Horace over at Duke Blogger, dukeblogger.com, pointed this out to me. First time meeting each other are Duke and Wake Forest as 21 teams since February 22nd, 2009. Duke has 21 wins right now on the season, Wake Forest at 20. And uh, back then, February 22nd, 2009, it was 21 and 5 Duke taking on 20 and 4 Wake Forest. Duke won that game 101 to 91 at Cameron Indoor Stadium. So the first time since 09 that these two teams are playing one another where they both have 20 wins. I'm hoping Duke also wins this one. A 10 point margin was the last meeting. I'd be okay with that as well here today. Wake Forest is second in the ACC in scoring, they are third in block shots, fourth in rebounding, second in the conference in assists, led, of course, by Oklahoma transfer Alondis Williams, who's averaging an ACC-leading 19.8 points per game, an ACC-leading 5.2 assists per game, and 6.9 rebounds per game. Alondis Williams is unbelievable so far this season. He had 25 points versus Duke in the first meeting, and it didn't matter. Duke was still able to win the basketball game. Other players to look out for, for Wake Forest, again, Jake LaRavia and Davion Williams are the guys to watch out for. Paulo, what a monster he's been. A six-time ACC freshman of the week. Leads all power conference, true freshman in scoring, rebounding, double-doubles, 20-point games. I mean, he's a monster. In the first meeting, Paulo had 24 points versus Wake. A.J. Griffin had 22. That was one of his first great games of the season. Duke forced 15 turnovers in that one, and I just talked about Duke's three-point defense. Against Wake Forest, the first game back in January in Winston-Salem, Wake Forest hit just two of 16 three-point attempts. Back at home, got to protect the home floor. Duke has four losses this season. Uh, three of the, no, two of those losses for the Blue Devils are at home inside Cameron Indoor. So we hope that that does not continue here for the Duke Blue Devils. So looking forward to tonight's game. It's going to be a fun one. All for sure be tuned in to that one. That's going to do it for today's show. Coming up tomorrow, Chris Edwards from the Blue Devil Network joins us to talk a little bit about Duke Athletics. You don't want to miss that. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app as you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Blue Devils as soon as it's available each and every day. Betting on college athletics doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.net wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.